The temperature is nice and warm in the Boiling Point Podcast studio, so come on in, get cozy, and let's enjoy the conversation. We empower leaders through thoughtful discussions to positively impact our world. Our host, Dave Vale, founder and CEO of Vision Coaching, Inc., is highlighting how we can thrive in business communities. Our conversations with leaders, entrepreneurs, and inspirational storytellers are shining a spotlight on empowerment. Joining Dave this week is our special guest host, David Savoie. Take it away, Dave and David. Here we are. Welcome back to some, hopefully uh, other listeners. Maybe this is the first time you're listening to our podcast. It's The Bowling Point. I'm Dave Vale, David Vale, and um, for people that are coming back, you'd be you're kind of wondering where is Greg Hemmings? Uh, he's our co-host, um, my co-host, and Greg's taken. I don't know where Greg would be. He's probably sailing somewhere right now, and uh, we miss him. He's on a hiatus, but we have uh, an excellent guest co-host, uh, David Savoie, a very good friend of mine. I'm going to let David introduce himself, and then and then we're going to bring a guest in. David. Yeah, thanks. How are you, how you uh, feeling being the co-host? Uh, I, there's a lot of pressure. I feel if I don't live up to Greg's expectation, I'm going to hear about it on the ski hill in the winter. I'm oh. sure he'll let me know. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this. And thanks for extending the invite. Uh, I'm a fan of your show and I'm a fan of you and what you guys do. So I'm excited. Well, and I'm a big fan of you. You're you're like not only a good friend, but an excellent role model. Um, you're the chair of Acadian Construction, I believe, right? Correct. Yeah. And um, and that's a family-run business. What third generation, I believe? Third generation. Yeah. Granddad started in 1958, and of course, Dad picked it up in the 70s, and then my sister had it in the 2000s. And I've been uh, president and CEO for well, not president anymore, just CEO for the last five six years. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And then. And and uh, and because you have so much extra time on your hand, your father, right. your husband, your brother, your son, you got all these things going on. But mm-hmm. you also uh, like to give back, and uh, and part of that is a recent appointment. Yeah. So even prior to that, I uh, just came back from a great meeting with the Conseil Economique Nouveau Brunswick with a bunch of small, medium-sized business on the francophone side. So that was fun. And I've just been appointed chair of our Vitalité Health Network, which is uh, a challenge. And I'm learning every day. So we'll see what we can do. So if there's some listeners with some ideas and passion, please uh, send me a note. And I'm also on the board of uh, uh, YPO, which would be similar to a Wallace McCain, a worldwide organization. So, so for, yeah. for people that aren't familiar with YPO, uh, what's, what is that? So it's a bunch of uh, very type A business leaders from around the globe. We're probably over 30,000 now. Uh, Canada probably has 1,700, all volunteer-led, and uh, a lot of education and forum-type meetings based on building a better you, building a better uh, family environment for you, whatever you call your family, and a better business. And they hope to have impact through your communities. Um, yeah, so and that's kind of the way that I met. Leanne through that journey of YPO. Uh, Being on the Canadian board, uh, we get a lot of smart people uh, asked us uh, to see if they can be part of our journey. And Leanne has a, I think, business partner. She could correct me in a bit. Uh, That's a YPO that I met, that I respect, that I love, and we're now friends as well. And uh, Leanne kind of took uh, me and a friend of mine, Vikas Gupta, from Toronto and did a little pilot test to try to explain to us not so smart YPOers what thought leadership was 
And uh, I don't know, I was I don't know, smart enough or crazy enough to give them feedback. And every time I give them feedback, they would say, okay, could you get on another call? Can you get on another call? Can you, and you know, like four or five sessions later, uh, I don't know if it's part of their pitch, but they got me hooked because I didn't know what uh, thought leadership was. And uh, it's something that I think is going to become more and more prevalent when you're trying to connect with people that are like-minded or have uh, shared experience. And um, yeah, with that, I, I, I don't know if it's time for Leanne to yes. talk to us and maybe correct what I've uh, maybe misspoke or misrepresented. Leanne, welcome. Thank you very much, David Squared. So. <laughs> it's easy for me to remember your names. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have no problem there at all. Yeah, okay. awesome. And I, when you got on, I was just like kind of gushing over your your home there uh, in the background. And I thought, oh, and for those that can't see it because they're listening, it's like unbelievable. So, um, and you're, you're where? Coming in from Geneva or where is that? Miami? Toronto. Toronto. Um, like- Lake Ontario. Oh, yes. That is Welcome. true. Oakville. Welcome. So, so I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Thank you. So I am Leanne Vicaro. I'm co-CEO of InfinityCom, uh, founder. And we did, uh, so we are a creative agency and we focus on, well, it's multimedia um, campaigns. And one of the things that because of the pandemic uh, that we've really been focusing on is thought leadership for CEOs. And so David is correct in, um, in April of the pandemic, um, that first 2020 um, mm-hmm. foray into lockdowns, um, just good timing. We were doing a global conference call with all of, like with global YPO on thought leadership. And we drilled down to really what CEOs were interested in finding out. And um, David was on, I think, the good end of that uh, and was coming at it from, I don't know anything even about social media, so I'm not sure how we get this out there. And so because he was so new to it, we, um, we kept coming back to him for feedback because fresh eyes. Yeah. And, but he had such a great story. Because in that training session, we actually talked to CEOs about um, the process of like, what is their passion? You know, what's your expertise? What's your credibility? And David had such an interesting story and a really nice intersect of where his passion, credibility um, and expertise met sort of the trend of things happening in family business that I was really glad when he decided he wanted to go forward with his platform. So, yeah, I'd, I'd have to be honest at this point in the podcast. I, I am one of Leanne's client early stages and enjoying the journey so far. Now, uh, I think her nice way of intro is that I'm really slow at understanding. So they refined the pitch decks or somebody that's slow like me could understand what thought leadership was. But for the audience, Leanne, would you be able to I don't know, maybe do a condensed version on what it is. If somebody has no clue, like I was that first call you guys did. Yeah, I think so. One of my, just to back up just two steps, I, I take exception to the word thought leadership. So we're working to try to change that word because when people hear thought leadership, um, which we define as the narrative, So it's really, whether it's a CEO, an executive, uh, an entrepreneur, um, it's 
It's really about what is their narrative because there's so much noise on digital that, you know, we have to help them rise above the noise so that mm. um, they can be heard with what their passion and, and credibility and, and their story is. Because at the end of the day, um, good, we'll call them thought leaders for now, um, are, it's about educating people. And to the whole conversation um, that in the interview that you had with Seth, Seth Godin, it's, he's a teacher. And good thought leaders are good teachers because they're taking their passion and where they have their expertise and credibility and they're teaching everybody who is their defined audience. So that's really what thought leadership is. But I would also argue that, and this is where I differ from a lot of people, um, that influencers today on social media are also thought leaders. They're just social media thought leaders and you know, thought leaders of what the norm of what people call thought leaders are uh, more historical kind of business um, thought leaders. But social media influencers is exactly the same definition because their credibility, expertise, passion, they're living it every day. So whether it's someone who specializes in cosmetics or the application of that or fashion or design, um, they just live in it every single day and put content out there. That's the only difference. Like their whole day is set up to provide content to their audience. Whereas business thought leaders have also a lot more to do, especially if they're a CEO running a company. So it's a little bit of a different focus, but at the very basis, it's the same thing. Like the principle to get them there is the same. Interesting. Like, and and what what, do you, what did you learn when you talked to the all the CEOs from YPO, like about on the topic and and where they maybe fit in the in this idea of you know how in your definition of thought leadership. So what we learn, well, um, I think more what I learned from the feedback is I I was surprised at the number because we've spoken to a lot more people than you know obviously just the the people that we spoke to in David's session um, is that many CEOs think they don't have a thought leadership platform. And I actually think the opposite. I think every CEO has a platform um, or a narrative. And I think it's one, you know, we hear, what we hear a lot is, um, yeah, but why would people care what I say? Like, it's not unique, but it is unique. So, and that's part of the magic of, um, just even talking to, to people like us, because we can help you cut through that a little bit of maybe self-doubt. Um, we can pick out those really interesting things where they might fit into the trend. And um, that wasn't a sales pitch, by the way. It was just that outside voice or, or eyes to right. say, and there's a little, listen, so there's a little bit of magic in the platform development, but for the most part, if you can think objectively about passion and credibility and expertise and how you can fit all of those together, you have to have the passion in what it is. So whether it's, let's say your passion is playing golf, just say, um, and, but your passion is really about teaching other leaders to be a good CEO. Um, you know, you can easily 
um, formulate that to, you know, being strategic and, you know, with how you lead and, you know, the difference in, and showing other leaders that the, you know, if you make a millimeter of a difference in your swing can make all the difference in the world. And it's the same for being a CEO. So there's lots of ways to combine your passion for a game or something or family into what you're talking about. And that's key, I think, for longevity of the platform. So I'm, I'm going to represent the, the the slow people out there. Maybe it's just a population of one, which is me. So I get it. But uh, give me an example of maybe three different examples of thought leaders. So people listening or, or watching the podcast could go, okay, I get it. That's that's what you mean. Could you give us a few that, that people may connect with or know? Sure. So absolutely, you know, everybody will probably go right to the big ones, right? Which is why I have a problem with okay. thought leadership, because the word thought leadership, because many, many people think that thought leadership is the big guys like Gary V, Seth Godin, and, you know, and even, um, sorry, blank on the sales guy. Anyway, the, the really big ones that have hmm. multi-millions of, of, of followers, but a thought leader is a thought leader within whatever your, your audience is. So you could have someone now. And the other thing about thought leaders is it's not how you refer to yourself is would be how others refer to you, right? Like if I have to laugh a little bit when I see these people in their LinkedIn bios that proclaim themselves a thought leader and then try to make it so because it's just like, well, I mean, probably they're not the best person to say that. So um, it, it comes off as a little bit arrogant. I'm, I'm, che I'm checking my LinkedIn profile right now. <laughs> take that off if it's on there. <laughs> so, so Leanne, it's almost like the, I, I heard a quote once somebody said, uh, you know, there's a big push on work-life balance. And somebody said, you don't get to decide what is work-life balance in your life is the people that you care for the most that will tell you if you're achieving some kind of work-life balance, right? So it's similar to that. Um, but thought leadership, what would you replace the word for? You said you don't like that word. Do you have a word? Are you, are you, are you broadcasting out to the world today? Are you, is this like the new yeah. trademark? What's, well, what's the word? Yeah, it will be. We're working on it um, okay. because we're going to have to keep the word thought leader for a while because okay. otherwise people aren't going to have to be able to identify with what it is that we're doing, right? But it would be our goal over time. I mean, I think the clearest definition um, for us is, you know, like to own your narrative, which is doesn't mean the same thing as thought leadership, but it's it's getting there, right? It's it's really communicating your narrative, which is educating other people. So, like I said, it's not there yet. Right now, it's thought leadership, own your narrative. But it's you know, I mean, it's it's a word that's been around before time, like which is digital, mm -hmm. um, and it hasn't really changed to incorporate sort of the whole movement for thought leaders on digital, which is all we've been getting from thought leaders is digital um, since the lockdown and the pandemic. So because there were, you know, because because when you think of a thought leader, you think of, um, you know, people talking to the media, doing big like TED Talks and 
um, you know, being out there and, and being with their audience. And we're not getting that maybe media interviews, but um, because they have that expertise and hopefully they'll have that unique positioning. Um, and then, and then educating people on mass every day. So the one great thing about obviously LinkedIn and, and all of our social channels, Facebook and, and, and Instagram, Twitter, is that we have access directly to our audience. When I first started doing thought leadership in a corporate setting, I was at Bell, Bell Mobility, and we didn't have direct access to our audiences. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about convergence and, you know, bringing everything so that you can get it on your mobile device back when, you know, we didn't have, you know, any streaming at all. I mean, I think at that time, Netflix was probably sending you out VCR tapes or something. So it's, that's how long ago it was. So, you know, you start there and now we have all of this audience at our fingertips and it's such an opportunity now. So, so it's almost like two, the way I'm hearing it and, and, and understanding it, Leanne, is um, there's like two parts, right? It's owning your narrative and then and then leveraging a digital platform to get that narrative out. And so so that the second part is the part I understand probably the least. Um, the first part more, and I'm, and I'm, I'm just, I'll share a story. Like I, so I have a, a coaching company, um, an executive coach, and we do a lot of workshops. And, and some people were encouraging me to start talking about, you know, the fact that I played hockey and it's a lifetime ago. And I only, I didn't, you know, it's not like I played in the NHL. Um, but I started recognizing how much, how, how, for, like how much that was a part of my life up till I was like 20. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and I resisted talking about it and, and the, but then I, then I found some places where it actually fit kind of nicely. Right. Because to be honest, I, I didn't feel it was a success, you know, the success I wanted to be. Um, but I realized how much a part of it is, is of me or, or being from the Yukon territory and, and, uh, and never feeling I want to hide that growing up in the North. I thought that's a really unique kind of thing about who I am. And so I, I, would that be part of, you know, my, as, I'm guessing as part of my narrative. And then, and then I have this passion for uh, leadership. And, and, and when I found the same code, like thing called coaching, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is a convergence of all these things, right? Um, now, but, but what, but the interesting thing, Leanne was, um, and I'm saying, I'm guessing this, I could, I've, I've, I've coached leaders who've shared the same sort of thing. And I, I think it's maybe more common, but I kind of, I was, I, maybe I wasn't ready to be that vulnerable. Like I, for, for something was felt vulnerable about sharing all that initially. And is that common? And um, because I just, I thought, I knew it was unique, but I was like, is it important? You know, and, and, you know, I just went through that whole process, I'm, you know, 10 years later or 15 years later, whatever it is, I feel more confident, like I'm talking about it now, but it was a process. It took me a while to, but, but I didn't know how else to be. And I thought, well, I got to be this way. So I had to, it's almost like I had to get over myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things when we start working with, um, with CEOs is, first of all, they have to be authentic. And they can't be afraid to be vulnerable um, because we ask the hard, well, David's thing is he asks the hard questions, but I have to be honest, in this case, we ask the hard questions first because we're asking questions of you. And part of it is your passion, your expertise, your experience, what really, what really kind of gets you up in the morning, like, like not just work-related, but anything. And, you know, sometimes we get 
some standard answers, which are understandable. Um, family, my kids, spending time, family vacations, you know, work-life balance, which are the really trained answers that people give. But, but we keep poking. And because you have to get to those things that people are like, okay, so it's this. So we really try to get to the passion and to, to get CEOs or executives at a point where um, they're really, they're feeling vulnerable, but I think you have to go to that place before you can be authentic. And the other important part of that is the storytelling part of it. So um, I know your co-host who, who isn't here is um, big on corporate storytelling. And this is where um, when you're defining a platform, I mean, it would be probably okay just to stop there, but it's not okay because we actually go further and define what the next year is going to look like, because we have to be able to weave your story and your passion into 12 months of storytelling, because you can't just spurt out, you know, if you look at, you know, Seth and Gary V and I mean, they tell stories on all of their content because that's what engages people. And that's how people learn. They don't learn by people spitting facts at them. So, I mean, I'm at my core, I'm a storyteller. That's my background. Um, and so, and that's the best way to engage people, whether you're making a commercial, whether you're um, doing a documentary, whether you're um, a CEO that has a thought leadership platform. It's just, if it's a CEO platform, then you're doing it in two minutes at a time, maybe three, but. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. And is it fair to say that it's not always about monetizing something if you're a thought leader? Like sometimes like the questions you asked me was, you know, what's success for you? And I know we had chats on that, but it could be with just connect it with like-minded people that have lived similar journeys that you would like to share uh, lessons learned or shared experience. So it's not really just about being the Gary V or the Seth. People do it for other purposes. Well, and can I cut in? I think if you try to be the, the someone else, it's really it's it it, it is inauthentic, right? And mm-hmm. it show it doesn't really serve your purpose. And I know when I see people, you just you get a sense that people know people. I think can can really quickly um, filter through what's what's authentic and what's um, you know kind of glossy. Would, yeah. would, to carry that point a little bit further, would would you guys agree? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I read an interesting survey um, the other day done by SurveyMonkey, actually. So it might have been a bit self-serving, but they defined 
two kinds of thought leadership. So they interviewed, um, I forget what the number was, but it was marketing professionals about thought leadership. And I'm reading through it. I'm going, no, those aren't the right questions. That's not, that's not the right framing. Those, that's not the right positioning. Like, so you're going to get answers based on the questions that you're asking. Mm -hmm. And what they were talking about really was, and this is why I don't love the word thought leadership. They call it lead generation thought leadership, Hmm. which, and then, so I thought I was thinking in my head, so, well, but what's the real kind of thought leadership? Like, what do you deem that as? And at the very end, they said, it's not the PR kind of thought leadership, which I thought was kind of funny. So there is a way to do lead generate. So it's all one thing. Thought leadership is all one thing. Because what you're doing is you're building trust with your audience. And they're getting to know who you are. You're building trust. You're educating them. You're engaging with them. And so whatever it is you're talking to them about or whatever it is you are about, then they will because they're engaging with you by nature of you, if you're the CEO of a particular company, let's say it's a wireless company, they're going to feel more favorably towards that brand because, oh, that CEO, actually, I learned this and I learned that. And, and then that's how you get leads, right? Mm-hmm. But a CEO of a Fortune 500 company may only be concerned about building trust within their partners and suppliers and you know they maybe wouldn't be as concerned although they might be um about the end consumer and i'm not the ceo of the wireless company i'm sorry i'm just thinking about so jean monti is from bce is actually who i worked with when we did the convergence thought leadership plan and he was like the ceo of bce so of all the companies so he wasn't concerned about the consumer as much as he was about affecting financial markets and suppliers and industry and and that kind of thing. So it's, you know, it's all just defining your audience and lead generation. If, if you give information and then tell people, but to find out more, click here or go to our website and do this, that's not thought leadership. That's a sales activity. Hmm. So I would argue that. More transactional almost, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, I don't think it's a way to build trust at all. Yeah, interesting. Well, because you, yeah, because you know, again, you know, you're being led down a, a bit of a, a yeah. Um, so, so like, a, so you have a process, and you know, and I don't know how much we can unpack now of, of helping get that narrative, you know, helping people be vulnerable, um, helping them build the narrative, I guess, you know, and, and that includes passion, credibility, expertise, and then, and then the digital side. So help me understand <laughs> that side because. Um, I don't, I feel like a dinosaur, but like, I just, I just don't get it. You know what I mean? I, and, and we do a lot on LinkedIn as an example. And I, I believe that's where our avatar is. I'm pretty certain of that. Um, and uh, I do very little on Facebook. Uh, I find Twitter is very confusing to me um, as a platform. Um, and, and then I would have one post. I don't know, I got some, you know, like, I don't know, 80,000 views. And then the next post, like, how's, I can't figure it out. Like, I don't, so how, can you help me understand, like, what, like this whole world of digital? Yeah, so, I mean, it's, so if we're talking about digital in, let's say, let's use in relation to thought leadership, because, you know, if you're talking about corporate or, I mean, for us, the best way 
um, for people to really get engagement is people trust people, mm-hmm. not brands. I mean, it's only the biggest of brands that people will trust um, if they've had good experiences again and again. But usually there is still someone at that company who, it's, who it is that they're trusting. So because of that, that's why I thought leadership. So you might work really hard to, on your social under your corporate name, but people don't engage with the corporate name the, the way they do with your own name, right? right? So yeah. you're better to actually flip that. Now, if you find that we lead with LinkedIn for thought leaders, okay. so because it's a business platform, you're not getting, you know, you're not getting as much um, of the personal life social, although there is a place, I believe, on Facebook, Instagram um, for your videos, obviously, um, because, you know, CEOs, when they're not doing anything, that's, you know, they probably have a social page. Uh, my business partner, Alan, he was doing this thought of the week for a long time. And, you know, that's where he got the most engagement was on Facebook, which is funny. Um, but we also posted it on LinkedIn. You can use Twitter to drive people to your, your LinkedIn page. And you have to think about things like, you know, what time you're posting your content, because there's good times and not so good times. How many times you're using that content to, uh, like doing a quote that will drive people. Let's say you post a video, mm-hmm. um, this video, let, let's say this podcast. Um, so you could use quotes, you know, to drive people back. You can use um, a, a short little write-up or you can use a result. You can use something that someone said to you about it and everything's driving people back to the podcast on whichever platform is, is relevant. So there's lots of ways to maximize one piece of content. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to, we, when we're working with CEOs, um, we try to make the most out of each week of content. So we'll do a video and then from that video, we'll get a blog. We'll get um, a quote. Uh, hopefully we'll get a result um, of someone saying something and then it, it keeps snowballing. And then at the end of one month, which is four videos, um, we can maybe have a mini podcast. Maybe it's two months, maybe it's three. It depends how long the videos are. So it's just really repurposing a lot of that content. That's And, and so, David, that, let's, yeah. let's hear your experience. Like, I, I want to, because you, I think I agree with Leanne. I'm, when we first got to know each other a few years back, I was like, like totally drawn to your story, man. I was just like, this is incredible. And you just, on our, we had a phone call, Leanne, uh, David and I did, and the guy shows up as so real, right? Yeah. That first time I saw you speak, I didn't like you. And I was like, okay, that's a great way to start a conversation. <laughs> and I was like, I go, I like this guy, but he's calling me now. So he must want to talk about something, right? And we, and, but it was a really, and it wasn't in a mean way, but it was just, but just real. Like, you know, like a lot of people would kind of share that maybe, you know, to, to, you know, two years after you know each other, but he, that was how we, he started the conversation. <laughs> so what's the experience been like for you, David? Uh, it's been great. Like I've just finished the first session with uh, Leanne and Alan so that she said a couple of videos. So it took, I don't know, two, three hours maybe, and we've not uh, produced any outcome. So you haven't asked yet in terms of what's David's thought leadership, right? And you know, people out there could say, what, what is he going to share and talk about? So Dave and Leanne knows the rest of you may not know. So my Granddad started the company. 
and uh, he passed away. Then my dad took over. And then for me, my journey, my dad passed away in 2000. So that was 21 years ago, probably about this time of year. So what can I share? I've been through so many succession, uh, family business succession. Uh, I've got siblings. I've got a mother. Now we've got spouses. We've got kids. Uh, we pawed a couple of partners out. So all that succession and having those hard discussions and most of it is not paperwork or legalese it's all about emotions it's all about getting to what's the outcome most people would like and how do you make sure that everybody's heard and felt understood and all that fun stuff so that's kind of the 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 way i'm going what to what purpose um just to help other family businesses make sure they get their act together before somebody gets sick or ill. And then, you know, you you hear all those horror stories of infighting and we have some in New Brunswick and we know some members that don't speak to each other. So sure. That's all over North America and the world. So, yeah. So far it's been good. You know, another piece that I think is really unique and what you bring to the table. And I think it speaks to how you lead from my perspective is your, your education, Mm. which is, What do you mean? I'm not, I'm still no, studying but, the but, lifelong learner. No, no. Uh, so yeah, I know. Yeah. I, yeah, You're yeah. right. So, yeah. So, so yeah, first, first uh, swing at university was engineering. And of course, didn't truly enjoy that. Sorry, all engineers listening to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> after two years, I decided to switch careers and went into art uh, filmmaking. So that whole arts degree and being creative in the world was uh, quite a journey. And then, of course, uh, the whole family succession in my early 20s happened and I went back to school and did an MBA and kept learning. But yeah, no, that filmmaking is creative. You're a lifelong learner, but I mean, how many CEOs of a construction company would have would have that? that you know that passion for the arts and that thing and maybe there are a whole bunch i'm just not familiar with that. i don't think there are that many i don't know maybe <laughs> i think it'd be a small percentage i mean to leanne does that seem like a a really amazing part of the story to you or? oh it absolutely is so i have to tell you when when i first met david it was on the training and you know there was a real range of ceos on that on that training mm, yeah and david was the one that said okay, maybe I'm just not getting it, but I don't, I, I, if you said send a tweet right now, I wouldn't know what to do on Twitter or something or whatever. And it was that he was so authentic and real that I just immediately, I was like, I love this guy. Like we have to, we have to help him on his journey. Right. Even if we only just show him how to use social media, because he has, he does ask the hard questions and it's, it's a real talent. Um, and you actually, I found out later, you, David, you actually found out early on when you were at film school that people looked at you as a leader mm. and you had to ask those hard questions and, and deal with situations. So this is a situation where it kind of came up in film school. And so, you know, it, it really, it shows you that that's really how people view you, whether you're at film school or you're an engineer or you're whatever. And then, you know, along the journey, you know, they had to deal with the succession planning on the emotional side. And that was a lot of learning there too. So it's just such a fascinating journey and, and really what the great lessons that are learned along the way that bring you to where you are today. So I'd have to stay, Dave. I still don't know how to do a tweet or a twit or whatever. I, I don't even, I don't have the app. I don't know what to do. Don't know where to go. 
Which is yeah. fine. You don't yeah. have to do that. Yeah, you don't have to do it yet. Just don't put yourself as mm-hmm. a, a thought leader. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll help you. Think. We'll impress. So, so we'll Leanne, just so uh, let's say there's somebody listening, what's the next one to three steps that they could do if they want to learn more or find out what it is or see if it's for them? Are there books out there other than this podcast? Where would you say, hey, do this one or two or three steps? Yeah. I mean, they can go to our website for sure. Um, we talk about the steps, um, and, and that journey that you can expect to be on, which is infinitycom.ca with two M's. Um, and that gives them a good point to start. It also gives them a point to contact us because listen, the, the process is not a secret. Like we don't keep anything a secret, which is why we actually teach CEOs. I mean, it, it, it's not a secret. And I feel so strongly that every CEO has a story and a narrative and has expertise to get out into the world. And they have such an opportunity to do it. I think the difference is is that they feel they don't have the time because that's the other concern that a lot of CEOs have. And, And we're saying, you know what, the most amount of time is getting started. And if, you know, whether you have an internal team that's gonna help you with the content or whatever, Um, just talk to us so you can sort of figure it out in your head and even let us help you with your platform if you like, but, and then we'll help you figure out how the content's going to roll out, but just start. Uh, It's very similar to what David says to, to family businesses, which is, you know, if you're asking, when should I, and you haven't started, Mm -hmm. then you're already late, but start now. Cause if you keep putting it off, it will be even later. So, cause there's, you know, there's a lot to do, but it can be done quickly when you have people helping you get it straight in your head. And, uh, you know, uh, and I just, sorry, I just wanted to come back to one thing um, that you talked about, about playing hockey mm-hmm. and being in the Yukon. So I know that you had, um, y- you had a mention of uh, a coach. Was it the Edmonton Oilers? Was it? Um. Did I have a mention of, like on, on the, one of the podcasts or? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, we had, we've had a hockey player on like Sheldon Kennedy was on. He had a. No, I don't think he was on, but you oh. were making some comparison. Oh, about, okay. Okay. Yeah, oh, um, <laughs> about coaching. And, yeah. and I was just, and I think you, I don't know if you knew him or he gave you some advice or whatever, but I was just, when you mentioned that and, and then obviously I knew that you were a, a coach in business, yeah. I thought, what a great um, coming together of things, right? Like you have great advice from coaches. You are a coach, you played hockey and you have a very unique perspective probably coming from the Yukon. Um, and I think that it re- that's what really makes you unique. And, and I think some of the stories that you could talk to people about where they could learn um, different things based on your story would be fascinating. And because think about what I remembered of all of the, cause I listened to a few different podcasts um, and I'm sorry, David, <laughs> actually you did send that to me though. And I did listen to it because you sent it as a separate. Oh, link. you're saying that. No, now. no, it's true. It's true. Remember you said after like one of the first times you had just done the interview, mm-hmm. um, but the last, I don't know, week or so I've been going through all of the different podcasts and um, obviously was uh, drawn towards Seth, but 
Um, I have listened to yours, David. Um, it was just a while ago. So mm. I didn't connect it actually. And I think now I've just totally forgot where I was going with it. Well, you were you saying know, about you, Dave. Actually, you know what? You're, thank you. Because you're, you're helping me understand how you're perceiving me uh, through the podcasts and the stories. And, uh, and that's really helpful because um, you don't know, like you, you don't know. And that's, and, and like to your earliest point, like, I mean, like at the very beginning of this conversation, um, I think it's really important to get that perspective. Right. And, and it's not even just um, like, I know doing three sixties and also can be very valuable, but it's, mm. but, but you're talking about kind of even further down, like what is people's perception of you that might listen to a podcast or might, you know, um, connect to you on LinkedIn or whatever that is. And that's really hard to judge and you need help doing that, I believe. Is it, so I, I don't know yeah. if that's if that's where you're going, but that's really interesting to see what came up for you in listening to you know a few of the interviews. Well, yeah, and for, see for me, so everybody has their little talents, right? I've been doing media and PR pretty much my entire life, I feel like, probably even from the crib, um, just in positioning things. So I'll see a little bit of some or our I'll hear things. So the two things that make me remember, because I'm, I am like truly diagnosed ADHD, um, which can be a superpower. And it can also be sometimes I feel like a disability, but Mm -hmm. just don't get me to do the numbers and I'll be fine. Um, But from a positioning perspective, um, I, I can hear things about people or observe things about people and automatically position them in my head for like with David um, in his family business, um, platform, it was like, I knew immediately. And I think I said that right, Mm -hmm. almost right away. Right. David. And I'll do research to back up what I think, but it's pretty much that. Um, and for you, um, David, number one or two, (laughs) number one's here. Okay. Number one, number two. Um, it was, um, your association with hockey and then what you were saying about the Edmonton Oilers coach and the fact that you were from the Yukon and I thought, and you're a business coach. And I was like, Oh, please, please tell me that he's using that. Right. Because those stories and what people remember or what they take away from it is when there's a story attached to it that Mm -hmm. someone might not be interested in. And and I don't mean this with any disrespect. um, might not be interested in hearing someone who is a business coach talk about why you should do coaching, but I can guarantee you're guarantee there wouldn't be very many Canadians that wouldn't be interested in hearing a story about some advice that the coach from the Edmonton Oilers gave you and then relating it back to something in business coaching because they will remember that you'll get their attention and you'll get your message through. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, hopefully we can talk again, because I'd like to get more, more of your perspective. And, um, and we're just at the tail end of this time mm-hmm. flies. Um, and, and there's so much more I want to talk to you about, like, you know, you and I didn't get, a, I would love to learn more at some point about, you know, what got you into this space and, you know, and how, what drives you and, and but certainly your passion comes across, um, which is, which is awesome. David, thank you for, for uh, making the introduction. And um, I guess, you know, like people know where to, to, uh, to reach you and, you know, and like, do you, do you encourage them to just reach out or like, what would be the best? I mean, if they're going to your site and just contact you and say, Hey, Leanne, we've got a conversation and um, okay. Awesome. Um, any final thoughts from you, Leanne? No, I, 
you guys, listen, this has been awesome. And I love David to death. And he's, this whole thing's been super interesting. So it's a lot of fun too. And I could talk all day. So sorry if we didn't get to some things that you wanted to. I think, I think we can come back to those things for sure. Um, What about you, David? What are your, what are I think it'd be interesting if I'm going through this journey, maybe in six months or a year to reinvite Leanne and they could talk about that whole journey and, you know, she's going to think I'm going to rock it and I could think it's an epic fail, but, you know, we could chat about uh, that journey and see uh, the learning points and see what we could share with people that may or may not be able to take that leap and help uh, their community around them. So, Um, yeah, that the F word. Don't four letter word, not in my vocabulary. So yeah. Okay. We'll stay away from that. Good to know. Um, but I, I think maybe I just, uh, as a, uh, as kind of to cap this, um, I love that idea of, of kind of the convergence of passion, credibility, and expertise that, that really resonated with me, Leanne. And, uh, mm. um, yeah, and I, I think I, I just want to, you know, we want to all learn how to tell our stories a little better. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pull Jean Viev in here, who is our technical wizard to, to tell people where to find us and this podcast um, but before I do that, because this is the part Greg usually does, and I, I've, yeah, I can't remember how we share and all that kind of stuff. So I'll get, I'll get someone like John, way smarter than me to do that. But David, for people that want to learn more about your story and you, they, we should also, where do they find you? Where's the best? Uh, they could find me on LinkedIn and send me a note. That's probably the best way. Okay. Yeah. David Savoie. Yeah. Okay. Over to you, Jean Viev. Okay, great. So uh, the easiest way to find all of our information is to head on over to our website, which is boilingpointpodcast.com. You'll find the links to our Facebook page, our LinkedIn page, and our Twitter account. Um, And you'll also find the links to every podcast platform where it's released on. And we also release the video versions. So Dave can show off his awesome hairstyles every episode uh, on Facebook and YouTube. Greg's so, not here. I had I to. It. I had to throw I something in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, he's he's good at that. So you, thank you for throwing me under the bus too, Jean-Viev. That we I missed that. It hasn't happened yet. Um, Leanne, thank you so much. Um, I look forward to uh, getting to know you better. And um, but thanks for coming in and joining us today at the Boiling Point. Yeah, thank oh, you, Leanne. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Boiling Point podcast. Remember to subscribe and rate our podcast on your favorite listening platform. To find out more, head to our website at boilingpointpodcast.com. You can connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. To find out more about Dave Vale's work, head over to visioncoachinginc.com. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out our next conversation. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.